Closing theme is by Midnight Syndicate. For more dark instrumental music like it, visit www.midnightsyndicate.com or find them on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or Alexa. True crime stories are discussed in this podcast, which may contain graphic and disturbing content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Freshly Brew Noir. I'm Summer. And I'm Jennifer. And this is episode 42, Takahiro Shiraishi, aka the Twitter Killer. Yeah, he's a particularly detestable one that I wanted to cover because I think this one applies more in modern day and he uses like social media and stuff to get his victims. So I thought it was like an important one to cover. So this one is recently, right? Within the past five, six years? 2017, actually. Yeah. So we're going back to Japan. You like to take us there, don't you? I do. I like to take us to Asia when I can. (laughs) Keep us international. Love it. This episode's actually going to contain like heavy talks of suicide and some dismemberment. So I do want to just give a, another trigger warning about that. So Takahiro Shiraishi was born on October 9th, 1990 in Zama, Japan. He was raised by his parents and had a younger sister. He was described as having a fragile appearance, being that he was very thin and small. He seemed to be an average student getting average grades throughout his childhood. He had a gentle, quiet, and cheerful demeanor as a kid. He was also athletic and played baseball and participated in social activities. He was said to be a good listener, as opposed to someone who would rather speak about himself. It was noted that when he was in elementary or middle school, he would play a game with his friends that involved choking them until they passed out. Like, that could be maybe a red flag that should have told them something. None of the teachers saw this. No, I think this is actually people who went to school with him, maybe on the receiving end. His parents divorced in high school, which would ultimately separate him from his sister. He would live with his father, and his sister would live with their mom. And after the divorce, his personality shifted into a more moody and introverted one. He became close with his dad and would help him around the automobile repair shop that he worked at. He suggested that his relationship with his mother was a complicated one. Once he graduated, he wanted to become financially independent and would work jobs at the supermarket, in a food factory, and a gambling-slash-game-or-arcade store called Pachinko's. After he left his job at Pachinko's, he started working for a prostitution ring as a recruiter. He was a scout for sex parlors in Kabukicho, which is known as Tokyo's biggest red-light district. It was known to be a dangerous area and common to find suggestive photos of women posted on establishments there. He'd use Twitter as one of his main tools for recruiting. So yeah, he went from his wholesome jobs to working in a prostitution ring. It's like, how do you segue into that? Yeah, how did that happen? It just did, I guess. (laughs) It just happened? Yeah. But in February of 2017, he was arrested for his involvement in the sex trade and was given a suspended sentence. Apparently there were some loopholes and ended up just getting a suspended sentence. Legal loopholes. What? You know how those Those are. Those (laughs) exist? Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. He confessed to his father that he was harboring dark thoughts. In August of 2017, Shiraishi told his father that he met the love of his life and wanted to start a family. His father supported his decision to get an apartment that was about 1.2 miles away from his house 
since he said he wanted freedom and privacy with his girlfriend. During this time, while he was unemployed, he began to use Twitter for his own malicious intentions. He had five different handles, which are usernames, but one of them being at HangingPro. What? So the social media that he created, it was like a persona that he would help people commit suicide. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he even would create other accounts to interact with that account oh. to basically show he is... Like assisting with suicide. Yeah. And oh, like my People gosh. who are like mentally vulnerable. He had quite the following on his account, which would specifically target vulnerable people who were depressed and or suicidal. He would state that it was easy for him to manipulate people into his way of thinking when they were in this mental state. He would promise his victims that he would help them kill themselves and even suggest that he would kill himself as well. Oh, to be like, you're not going to be alone in this because I'll do it too? Yeah, exactly. But he was just manipulating them. Yes, he had no intentions of actually following through with that. But to give them, like, I guess That's some evil. sort of like, oh, for, yes, he's an evil guy. Due to Japan's privacy laws, the victims' names are not public. They ranged from the ages of 15 to 26, and all would be female except for one male. He would put on a persona of being a spiritual leader and also created a suicide pact with one of his victims. He would try to make it as easy as possible for the victim, even saying that he would meet them at a train station closer to where they lived and would escort them back to his apartment. His MO would be to form emotional bonds with his victims, then give them alcohol with either sleeping pills or tranquilizers, and then rape them. And would, then he would kill them? Yeah, by choking them. By choking them? This would fulfill a fantasy inside him, which was centered around manipulating someone vulnerable, sexually assaulting them, and watching them die. He would then kill his victim by strangulation, then cut off their skin and organs, then throw them out in the trash and sprinkle cat litter on them. I'm thinking he did that to, like, hide the scent. What would he do with the organs? He'd throw them in the trash. So he would take their organs out? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't a cannibal? No, he didn't eat them. He just... He just dismembered them. Yes. Sick. And he would keep the bones in a cooler, like, in fear of being caught, which I don't understand why you would keep the bones. Right. How does that make sense? I guess he knew that the flesh would eventually rot in the trash, maybe? But and I guess the bones, the bones right, would, would still stay be there. So he kept the bones of all of his victims. Yeah. In his house, apartment? In his apartment, in his cooler. Uh, it's definitely disgusting. What makes people this way? I think he had something wrong with him. A lot of people say he reminds them of like Jeffrey Dahmer and like keeping the victims. Similar stuff. He would sexually assault his victims too and then keep their body parts. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't know. Part of me wonders if he also like had some kind of like mental thing going on but he's never been diagnosed with anything so we'll get into that a little bit more so he'd also steal the cell phones jewelry and money from them his spree would last from august to october of 2017 and he's just a couple months yeah and how many people did he murder in that time frame nine now neighbors would state that they never heard any screaming or sounds of distress but would start to notice a horrible sewage-like stench coming from his place they just assumed it was, like, bad hygiene, That's possibly. similar to Dahmer's neighbor, too. Remember? She smelled, it smelled so bad in there. Yeah, she could actually hear what was happening. Hear the murders, yeah. 
One neighbor also noticed his frequent visits to the dumpsters and wondered how a single man could produce so much garbage. Good question. Yeah. But they never looked into it. Just like, what is he doing at the garbage can again? Yeah, they were probably trying to, like, not be nosy. I don't know. But I guess I'm just going to be more aware if I smell something like sewage Mm -hmm. from, like, a neighbor's house. Yeah. Of course, you're on septic, though. That's true. (laughs) Jennifer's like, (laughs) Summer, the neighbors must be murdering people. It smells like sewage. And they just have a septic situation they need to take care of. (laughs) Well. If you don't see the septic truck and you still smell that sewage, let me know. Yeah, we'll have to, I'll have to investigate. Look into this. Yeah. Now, we'll send Dolce over there. Oh no, we can't send Dolce over there. I don't know what'll happen to a her. Mystery. No, they won't mess with Dolce. She's huge now. Jennifer thinks she's a puppy still, but she's like 500 pounds of muscle. <laughs> I know, and she's so tall. She's literally, like you said, a horse. She is. Jennifer owns a horse now, <laughs> but she's so furry and lovable she's so and she sweet. likes to tackle people <laughs> yes so they would they would fear her i guess so well police were led to shiraishi while they were investigating the disappearance of a 23 year old woman aiko tamura this victim posted a tweet that stated quote i am looking for someone to die with me end quote the brother of this victim looked into her social media and saw interactions between her and at hanging pro one of the followers stated that they recognized the handle, and the brother asked her to engage with him while he turned this tip over to the police. The woman convinced Shiraishi to meet her at a train station where the police would be hiding. The police followed him to his home and knocked on his door. When they asked him where she was, because there were accounts of him being seen with her last. Okay. So he said that she was in the cooler. He confessed to the murder immediately and told them that he killed her soon after he moved into his apartment on August 22nd, 2017. He spent three days dismembering her body. Her boyfriend went searching for her, and he eventually ended up finding Shiraishi. He would kill him as well. Police found a collection of- Wait, the boyfriend got murdered too? Yeah, when he Is was Is that looking- the one guy that got murdered? Yeah. Oh. So he was looking for his girlfriend, found him- and then they came to his, his apartment and found him. Yeah. And Shiraishi's like, come on in. And then he murders him. Yeah. What? I know. It's shocking. Was the family like, okay, so now he's gone. So the girlfriend went missing and then the boyfriend goes missing. Is the family like, okay, something is really off here. You know, the fa- I'm sure the family was thinking something, but I guess it was such a short time span, like only three months. And so when things were discovered. Everything um, kind of happened. Yeah. Quickly. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Also, the police found a collection of arm bones, leg bones, and nine heads stored in toolboxes and coolers. There were also a total of 240 bones found in his apartment. The police discovered that he made several internet searches on how to dismember bodies and purchased a meat cleaver and a saw. So this is actually like the layout of his apartment. So they came through the entryway, past the bathroom, and the boxes with the bones and the heads were right like, downstairs yeah almost as soon as you walk in we'll put this in our story yeah when we post this so he just had a small apartment with a little loft yeah it was, really he was small. dismembering people in there similar to jeffrey dahmer yeah before he was indicted he underwent five months of psychiatric tests and was found mentally stable 
the prosecution was seeking the death penalty in this case, but his defense attorneys would propose that he be charged with murder with consent, alleging that his victims gave him permission to kill them. That's their defense? Yes. They probably don't want to defend this guy, but yeah, they're defense attorneys, and so I guess... I don't think any of them agreed to be raped, murdered, and cut up. Oh, absolutely no, not. That's, no. That is such a stretch by the defense attorneys. However... He would testify. <laughs> she points to me. However, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. They tried, but he would testify that he didn't have their permission and said that he even killed one of his victims while she was sleeping and another who said she wanted to grab something to eat and go to the arcade. So the defense attorneys are trying to say, oh, well, they all wanted to die anyway. Yep. And he actually like went against his own defense and said, no, actually, a couple of them didn't want to die. Yeah. And I killed them anyway. Yes, he totally okay. went against his defense attorneys. They tried, like I said. He even admitted that he had urges to commit suicide, but just used it as manipulation to lure his victims okay. to his place. So he wasn't really going to commit suicide. He just used that. Right. To get into the heads of the people who were actually going through a really hard mental space. Yep. Awful human trash. That is terrible. Person, yes. To take advantage of people during that. So evil. Yep. He (sighs) complained that his trial was taking too long and said that he'd be fine with being sentenced to death. Judge Naokuni Yano stated that all the murders were well-planned and his MO was so malicious that it's one of the most vicious in Japan's history. This case has provoked great anxiety in society because social networks are so commonly used. He was quoted as saying, quote, none of the nine victims consented to being killed, including silent consent. It is extremely grave that the lives of nine young people were taken away. The dignity of the victims was trampled upon, end quote. Shiraishi made a statement towards the victims' families saying, I'm sorry for having killed some of the victims. Some of the victims? Not all of the victims? No with whom I spent a lot of time and would like to apologize to these families. But for the others, I don't really feel a deep sense of regret. In any case, I'm only sorry because I failed when I got caught. If I wasn't arrested, I would not be regretting anything. End quote. No empathy. No. Like most serial killers. And he says he would still be doing it if he was not arrested. Doesn't care. No. So more than 400 people showed up to watch the verdict, despite the courts only having 16 seats available for the public. On October 1st, 2020, he pled guilty to nine murders, and on December 15th, 2020, he was sentenced to death. He indicated that he will not appeal his sentence. His death sentence was finalized with the courts in January of 2021 and is currently awaiting execution by hanging. Those sentenced to death will not know when they will be hanged until the day of execution, but it can take up to a few years to get a date. So they still hang people in Japan? Yes, that is how they're doing it. That's ironic, considering his Twitter handle. That's true, yeah. I didn't even actually think about that. One of the victim's fathers stated, quote, Personally, I wanted him to get a life sentence over which he has no choice but to atone for his wrongdoings rather than give him the death penalty he wanted. 
Another victim's father said that he will never forgive Shiraishi, even if he dies. Even now, when I see a woman of my daughter's age, I mistake her for my daughter. This pain will never go away. Give her back to me. The brother of one of the victims said that his heart died when he heard Shiraishi's testimony. It didn't sound like he regretted it. It felt like I was being hurt with a sharp knife over and over again. Since being convicted, Shiraishi has stated... Quote, now I want to meet an ordinary girl. I want to get married. I want to find a marriage partner while Gross. I'm in jail. No. And you know there's going to be bitches that are like, oh, yeah. I know. writing to him and wanting to get together with him. Yeah. We'll never understand why no. these people are sought after. Nope. Because they're, like, lower than garbage. And so. Yeah. Well, why would you want to be with somebody like that? I don't get it. I don't get it either. They took people from this world, from their families. And I don't understand women that want to be with men like that. I don't at all. But, well, I don't, I don't think Do we'll they ever... think they can change them? Well, the only woman that actually did change a, a serial killer, remember Pedro Rodriguez, when he got together with his lady? I guess that's true. And he stopped committing murders. But, I mean, the lady was also in jail. So, well... <laughs> she, she was also in jail for some... Uh, I don't know if it was murders, but... I mean, that's true. met while incarcerated. And then got Moved to, on to a better life. And then she got out and he was like, I want to be with her. So I'm going to stop killing. So I don't have to come back in here. And they are living happily ever after. Apparently, he's got a YouTube channel. And he's not murdering people. He's telling kids to stay away from crime. He's also the one that we said was like a real life Dexter. Murdering only bad people, quote unquote. The gang members and other murderers and stuff. Yeah. Not that it's right. We're not saying it's right. No. But I A little different situation. I do think that there has to be some kind of, like, disconnect, though, with people who, like, fantasize about meeting serial killers and, like, wanting to marry them. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's a little different because they met... I mean, they met in jail. There's someone on the outside who knows these horrible things are being done. Yeah. You watch the news like, oh, oh, a new serial killer. I think I'm in love. What is wrong with you? Like, let me send him my nudes. <laughs> <laughs> let me send him my nudes. This makes no sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. So if you are considering that, please do not do that. Go get some hobbies. Yeah. We do not fantasize about these people. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. What is it? Fascination is different from... Lust. Yes, but there's another. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? Obsession. Oh, no. I don't know. I can't even think of it right now. Fascination is different from adoration. I guess that's true. Yeah. Like you can be fascinated by something, kind of like wondering why people are this way. But when you like adore something or you you know have some kind of like affection towards it. Right. We draw the line there. We do not adore these people. These awful, horrible humans. Not at all. Are they even humans? I feel like these are like demons that like walk the earth just in disguise. You know, how can you do stuff like this? I don't know. But since this case, there have been discussions on like how topics of suicide and specifically talks of committing suicide should be handled on the internet. And I think that's kind of like a hard scope to contain because it's the internet. Anything can happen on the internet and people are always going to find ways around it. So they have like tried to put more sources out there to like help people if if they're, you know, having talks of that kind of stuff, but like resources. Yeah. If they find posts like that. But of course, like I said, there's always going to be like trolls. There's always going to be like people who are going to instigate things. You can't 
I don't know. This is another level of instigation. I mean, this is like taking it all the way to murder. Yeah. Like promoting it. But actually like inviting somebody. Right. Like using it for his own evil intentions to invite them over. Fulfilling his own sadistic fantasies. Mm -hmm. Japan is actually known to have one of the highest suicide rates in the world, with the cause speculated to include like pressures of society. They have really long, intense work hours, and then the stigma of mental health issues. And you can even say like that's everywhere, but I think it's really high in Japan. I think they were like number six, the sixth highest country in the world. Yeah. And even in 2020, with the COVID pandemic, more people in Japan died from suicide than they did from COVID, which... I mean, I think that says that a lot. That does say a lot, yeah. I don't know if we've talked about the suicide forest that's in Japan. You've told me about it, yeah. Because so, you said, when we go to Japan one day, we don't want to go into that forest. Yeah. I, I don't Impressive. know what kind of, like, energy is there, but, I mean, it's just sad to think about, like... All the people that have died there, yeah. Yeah, and I think even, like, a YouTuber went there to vlog about the experience, which is in bad taste, I would think. But I think they found a body there. Oh. <sighs> While they were doing the blog. Yeah. In response to this case, Twitter has updated its guidelines to stand against any promotion of suicide. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey spoke on the case, saying that it was extremely sad and that Twitter would make sure it's being used in positive and healthy ways. The Japanese government has also expanded its mental health care to expand hotlines and create more channels online for support. And if you are struggling with feelings of depression, reach out to someone. You're not alone. Like talking to a friend or a therapist can help in immeasurable ways. And we'll have like links and numbers in our episode description if you're in need of those sources. But I do think it's important to say because suicide is such a, we can talk about it now, I think, but a lot of it, I think, can be internalized. A lot of people keep that stuff in. But I think if you're, you know, someone who is high functioning, low functioning, I think it's important that you, if you're feeling those feelings. Talking to someone can really help and it can really like turn those thoughts around. Having a good support system is like amazing. Yeah. And so, try and reach out to somebody who you know, who's close to you, who cares about you. Yeah. Because they will, they would rather you talk to them than not. Yeah. And in the US, you can call 988, right? Yes. You can call 988 specifically for those feelings. And somebody will answer the phone right away or just start texting you. Yeah, I believe it's 24-7. But like I said, we will have those sources in the episode description if you need them. That was a heavy episode. It was a short episode, but it was... Really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I think any serial killer episode is really sad, but especially because he preyed on people that were already struggling with mental health. That just made it worse. And he pretended like he could relate to them and, you know, use that against them, really. So they would trust him and then he got them to come over. Like people who really needed help and were looking for like... A connection or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I think it was hard when I was researching this because it was... It's heavy. It is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Very. But that is the Twitter killer. Our next episode is not lighter. No, Mm-mm. we're covering Richard Speck. He's a spree killer. Murdered eight people in less than one day. It was a matter of hours. 
Yeah, I'm interested to hear about this one. I don't know much about it, but I did want to cover like a shorter episode because I think my next episode is probably going to be a bit longer. It might even be a two-parter. What is so. your next episode? You you got a book on this one, right? Yes, it's by the same author who wrote Zebra. His book was so, you know, informative. I know that I'm probably going to get a lot of research and... Because um, the zebra murders were... That was a two-parter. Yeah. So you'll probably have another two-parter. Yeah. And it's one I had never heard of. It's about like a massacre of a family in Georgia... Back in the 1970s, us being from Atlanta, I think that it'll be interesting to read about that one. Yeah, that'll be good. So we'll see. <laughs> Heavy stuff coming up. But but like I said, I think it's interesting in this case because he used social media. That's what our society is all about these days is social media. So it's like you have to be careful about who you interact with. You can't trust everybody on the Internet. And I think most people know that, but... Especially when you're like emotionally vulnerable. And, yeah. yeah. Like, and you and I have talked about it before. We'll sometimes shut down our social media accounts just because we're just like over all of yeah. it. It's, you know, people post. I feel like I do it. You post the highlights, but you don't post all the times you're down and having a rough time. And yeah. so people just most of the time you see highlights of people's lives. You don't see the day to day struggles or what they're really going through. Yeah. And, you know, trying to live up to that can be difficult. But that's not the reality. Right. And sometimes seeing like it feels like there's so much pressure in the world on social media and that's all you see. And so sometimes it can be a bit much. Yeah. And so, like, the food's perfect. The faces are perfect. The bodies are perfect. The family relationships are perfect. And you're like, well, my life doesn't look <laughs> like that. It's not reality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it starts to get to you if you take in a little too much of it. Yeah. Yeah. Take a social media break. I think that it's healthy for everybody mm -hmm. just to get off of the internet sometimes. Yes, um, absolutely. And just be careful who you interact with. You never know who people are online. Yeah. You can always interact with us. Send us a message on Instagram. You can. <laughs> we'll, we'll always give you sound advice. We try. Yeah. We'll try our best. You know, we don't have all the answers, I don't think. But No, definitely you know. not. But we'll try and be as, as uplifting and positive as we can be. Yeah. I think something about us is both of us are very much like practical realists. And I know that I think we <laughs> both used to be a lot more like positive. I think, I think so. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't say we're true pessimists, but yeah, we're, like I, I describe myself as a realist on the verge of pessimism sometimes, but I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we both try to be optimistic like we're cautiously optimistic that's, that's one of my favorite things to say cautiously optimistic <laughs> you don't want to get too excited yeah no because you just don't know yeah we know reality have no expectations and you know you won't be disappointed yeah but yeah all that to say be careful on social media be careful on the internet mm -hmm. if you're um, feeling down reach out to somebody yes people love you the world is better with you in it and yeah. That's and right. That is that is the message. That goes for us, too. So on to record another episode. All right. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, at Freshly Brewed Noir. And if you have any uh, episode suggestions, email us at freshlybrewednoir at gmail.com. Yeah. And until next time, stay caffeinated. Get hobbies. And don't murder people. Bye. I'm going to say bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>